Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Going to overtime here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, tied at 20. BYU with a chance to take the lead and likely win the game. Seconds ago, all it would have taken was a 35-yard Jake Oldroyd field goal, but he missed it wide left. And so, after a snap to end the game from Baylor, we go to overtime. And the last overtime game BYU played came in 2019, and it came right here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And it was a win over USC by a score of 30-27. to 27. No OTs in the COVID season and no overtime games last year. That USC overtime win was the second of consecutive games in consecutive weeks from overtime. BYU won them both at Tennessee and then USC. All right, gentlemen, we're going to play some more football. Scores 20 to 20. We're going to play an overtime period until we have a winner. We're going to have fourth quarter time and rules. Each team is going to have one timeout for each period. Baylor, you're still the visitor. You're going to be calling the toss. You're going to have your choice of offense, defense, or into the field to play on for this first period. This is still heads. This is still tails. Tails, heads. What's your call? Heads is the call. It is tails. So BYU wins the toss. And did we? Did Jaron say we want defense? Is that what Jaron said? BYU has won the toss and elected to play defense first. We're going to play on the north end of the field. Shake hands, gentlemen. All right, so it is overtime, 25-yard line. Baylor on offense to begin. If you score a touchdown on your first series, you can kick a PAT. Second series has to be a two-point conversion. Starting with the third overtime series, it's one play for a two-point conversion from the three-yard line. But the first overtime session, regular rules, and here we go. BYU on defense. Baylor first and 10 from the Cougar 25-yard line. Lake Shapin and the Bears. Offense takes the field. 20-20 is our score. The only clock that matters now is the play clock. Pistol. Quaylen Jones behind Blake Shapin. Handoff Jones. Jones gets four and almost five on first and ten, running B-gap right. And Fisher Jackson the tackle. This game has not seen a single turnover. No takeaways, no giveaways. A lot of penalties. 19 of them. Ten for Baylor, nine for BYU. I'm really intrigued because both Grimes and Roderick are known for their creative play calling. See what emerges here in overtime by way of screens, misdirections, or other trick plays. Second and six. Ball between the hashes, 21-yard line. Play clock is down to 10. Blake and makes a play call change. Backs up into the pistol with Jones behind him. Twins left. Strength left. Handoff right. Ooh, Shot the gap at the end. Got down to the 18. Third down and three. The BYU defense will now line up against a third down and three from the Cougs' 18-yard line in the first overtime. We're tied at 20. In the second half, Baylor's had the most success by running off tackle. I expect a run, an off-tackle run here 
on this third down. Squirrel Williams is the pistol back. Shapin awaits the shotgun snap. Third down and three from the 18 in overtime. It's a handoff to Squirrel, trying to stretch it out to the left. He's got the first down. A flag flies. Flags fly, maybe holding for Baylor on the edge, and that's the call. John Nelson, the BYU D lineman, already signaling holding against Baylor. And what a killer that would be for the Bears. Holding, number eight, offense. Ten-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay, third down. Third and three to third and 13. That changes Jeff Grimes' play call sheet considerably. Yeah, dragged down was a BYU lineman on the edge. Sims, the tight end, got him and yanked him down. So the the ball was backed up to the 28-yard line. Third down, 13. Line to gain is the 15. Wow, they and go they go empty. Empty, empty. Shapen by himself. Twins to the right, trips to the left. Third and 13. The hand clap and timeout, timeout, timeout. Before the snap. Timeout, Baylor. Timeout, Baylor. It's our only timeout of the overtime period. This is a 30-second timeout. Can BYU find redemption in overtime? Missing a field goal in the closing seconds of the game that might have given BYU the win, most likely would have given BYU the win in regulation. We go to overtime, and now Baylor has to convert a third down and 13, or most likely attempt field goal points on their next snap. Now, now if they were to get nothing here, it's a 45-yard field goal try, no chip shot. The career long for Hankins is only 48. Yeah, Greg, I, I, we haven't hardly seen empty all night, right? We know that's not one of the base formations of Jeff Grimes. To me, that screams quarterback draw simply to improve the right? chance of the field you goal. Get BYU, drop an eight, which they do a lot versus empty, run a quarterback draw, but now they come out in twins, that now are back in the backfield. So not quite as sure what they're going to run. Doubles left and right. Now they motion to trips left with Shapin in the gun, Quaylen Jones to his right hip. Takes a helmet high snap. Settles in a clean pocket. Dumps it off underneath. It is complete, but only back to the 25-yard line. A gain of three. It'll be fourth down and ten. And a 42-yard field goal try will be forthcoming from the right hash. Max Tooley, the tackle of Quaylen Jones on the dump off. So, defense did his job. Field goal try from 42 for the lead in overtime. Jake Oldroyd hooked it left from 35 at the end of regulation. Isaiah Hankins on for the field goal try. And it's more like a 43-yard field goal where the knee of the holder, Isaac Power, is. No field goals for Baylor yet tonight. Left-footed kicker on the right hash. The snap is down. The kick is on its way. And it is no good! It is hooked to the right! And the Cougars will take the field on offense, needing only a field goal for the win in overtime. After a hook left by BYU at the end of regulation, it's a hook right by Baylor in overtime, and now it's BYU in a 2020 ball game with the win perhaps riding on the foot of Jake Oldroyd again 
Should the Cougars not get into the end zone? Listen, Greg, as a, as a quarterback, you respect all your teammates, but if I'm in that huddle, I'm saying, boys, we are going out. We are putting this thing across the goal line, right? You do not. After what just happened, it's a tough place to be for a kicker. You don't know where he is mentally, and you want to take care of business with your 11 dudes out there on the field. Your mindset coming out here to start your possession in this first overtime is end this thing with six. Pistol, Katoa behind Hall. 25-yard line near hash. BYU right to left as we see it and you hear it. Tight end left, trips to the right. They motion to the left. Jaron Hall pumps and pumps and then throws it away on the far sideline as he was flushed out to the right. Second down and 10 from the 25. Really good coverage. They had success on that play earlier. Uh, It was Roberts who was in the flat. This time it was Katoa coming across the formation, and he was covered up, and so was everyone downfield. We're in the first overtime period. BYU's first offensive touch in the overtime is a throwaway. Second down and 10 from the 25. Tight trips to the left. A single wide right. Now they'll shift to put tight ends on either side of the line. With wide receivers either side. The handoff goes to Christopher Brooks, and he is wrapped up and dropped after a gain of two. It'll go to third down and eight from the 23. If BYU gets nothing, it's a 40-yarder from Oldroyd. And the ball moves toward the right hash. But between the hashes, the ball is placed. Play clock down to 22. No game clock. We're in overtime. Yeah, Second, late substitution thir- by BYU. Third, third I don't down, like lo- this. Third down, long eight. Rex for Holker. Ooh, the play clock seemed to stop there for a while. Yeah. Well, uh, Jaron Hall's under center. Jaron Hall's under center. Double tight left. Single tailback is Brooks. They'll motion Wake to the right. Now back left on third down and eight. They'll hand off middle to Brooks. Brooks just turns off the pile and drives the feet down to the 21-20 yard line ball directly between the hashes. So it's a straightaway kick for Jake Oldroyd. And here we go again. Can you, the, the nervous energy in the stadium is just palpable. You can't tell. Is that excitement coming from the crowd? Is it a groan? What is it? For the win. It's nervous collapse is what it is. Jake Oldroyd straight down the barrel. This will be... A 37-yard field goal for the win in OT. The snap, the hold, the kick on its way, and it is missed again. Missed again. And is it left again? It was left again, yep. Wow. We go to a second overtime, and that'll do it for the kickers tonight. That'll do it for the kickers, right? It's it's, it's a two-point conversion, and then it's nothing but two-point tries after that so the kickers have done all they can do tonight we go to a second overtime tied at 20 timeout on the new skin BYU Sports Network we're in second overtime amending a comment a moment ago the kickers can't kick PATs anymore they're only good for field goals at this point both kickers have missed field goals in overtime we go to the second overtime BYU first and 10 from the 25 they've switched sides of the field BYU on offense Hall pressured throws it back shoulder on the far side incomplete It'll go to second and ten. So, again, we're in the second overtime, meaning after touchdowns, no PATs, only two-point tries. Of course, field goals are still in play, and both teams have missed overtime field goals. Jake Oldroyd missing in the closing seconds of regulation. Jake Oldroyd missing to win the game in the first overtime. And now we're in the second OT. We're now going to the south end zone. It's first down and ten, turning into second and ten on the incomplete by Hall. Ball still at the 25-yard line. 
We're past midnight on a Saturday night here in Provo. Jaron Hall shotgun Katoa to his left hip. Shite play fake. Back shoulder at the far sideline is caught by Keanu Hill. It's inside the 10. The Cougars have a first and goal. Riley, you said got it. Yeah, sorry, Greg. So it's a wheel route. They ran this. uh, Isaac Rex scored a touchdown on it. Or not Isaac Rex. um, Keanu Hill scored a touchdown on it last week. Same play. And they got him again, except he wasn't able to get across the goal. First and goal from the five. Hall shotgun. Hand off to the right. Katoa tripped up. Oh, I thought he had it. I thought he had momentum to the end zone. He planted the foot and was tripped up down to the two. It is second and goal for BYU from the two. The yards have been so hard on the ground for the Cougs to gain tonight. Only 2.5 yards per carry. Hall, shotgun, handoff, Lopini. Lopini lowers the shoulder and gets in for six. He runs it off tackle left, and the Cougars score a touchdown in overtime to take the 26-20 lead, and the Cougs must go for two. The kicker had run on the field, but no, there's no more. I think Oldroyd had run on the field. And everyone's running on the field. There's only PA, only two-point conversions now. In the second overtime and onward, only two-point conversions. The kicking unit was coming on. People were running off, but it's just two-point conversion tries here on out. Play clock taken down from 40, 25 left. Still plenty, but you don't want to be rushed on such an important play like this. So they're finally settling in here for their two-point call with 16 seconds remaining on the play clock. The ball will be set far hash from the three-yard line. BYU for two. Here in the second overtime, Hall in the gun. He's got Cosper wide right. We're yeah. going to call timeout. Uh, we're going to see a timeout called by Ed Lamb. Timeout, BYU. Their only timeout of the period. Yep. 30 seconds. And again, the, the first 10 seconds of that play clock, we're basically trying to figure out. Yeah, if, getting if, the kicking yeah, getting team the off kicking the field, up, yeah. sending the offense back on the field. Greg, just really quick, because we're not going to break here, I, d- I want to describe for our listeners that play, and they'll remember it if they watch the highlights or listen to the highlights from Southern Florida. So it's a play action where you send two guys to the flat into the short side of the field, um, and, and BYU runs that where they keep both in the flat. It's called the horizontal stretch concept. But what they did last week and did again this week is Keanu Hill goes to the flat but then wheels up the sideline, and it puts a real bind on the safety and the and the cornerback who were trying to cover that area, and he finds the hole in between the two defenders. That touchdown from Lopini Katoa a moment ago, another Mountain America Credit Union touchdown. It's another $250 to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Mountain America. BYU for two to take a 28-20 lead. Jaron Hall in shotgun. Holker motions and sets up left side. Cosper is wide right. Snap to Hall. Hall takes off to the right, pulls it down throws incomplete a flag in the end zone holding or pi pi on cosper well sorry the defender guarding cosper Cosper. yeah so a flag on the pa or the two-point try from the three here comes the call prior to the pass holding number 11 defense penalty will be enforced half the distance to the goal we will retry so now it's the one and a half yard line for two. You know they'll, they'll reset the hash from left to right, and BYU will play for two again. That's the twelfth penalty, accepted penalty against Baylor tonight. You know what I'm surprised that we saw so much of in 2020 was the you know Zach Wilson had I think eight or nine rushing touchdowns, all off goal line plays. Ibacks. Now they shift out of Ibacks to empty with Hall under center. There's a wing back to the right, trips to the left. A back shoulder to the goal line, and it's incomplete, intended for Isaac Rex. It's broken up at the goal line. 
And so BYU does not score the two. And Baylor is a touchdown and two-point conversion away from a win now. As BYU in overtime goes to 25 yards. Lopini Katoa touchdown not converted. That's another Utah Pork Producers scoring summary brought to you by your Utah Pork Producers and the National Pork Board. From farm to fork, Utah Pork Producers like Smithfield Foods take pride in good practices that make produce safe and nutritious pork right here in Utah. Make pork your protein of choice all season long. For delicious and nutritious pork recipes, visit pork.org. Here we go. Baylor first and 10 from the 25. Shapen, pistol, handoff, Quaylen Jones, and good push. Four-yard gain to the right. BYU 26 and Baylor 20 in the second overtime. You've got to go for two here should you score a touchdown. Ensuing overtimes are only two-point plays. BYU with one and a half yards to gain through a back shoulder, a timing at the goal line to the right for Rex. It was broken up. 26-20 Cougs. They have to win the game on defense if they want to do it here in the second overtime session. Squirrel Williams will be the tailback. The play clock is down to 12. The ball's at the 21-yard line of BYU. Second down and six. Pistol formation again. Williams behind Shapen. The hand clap, the turn on the give to Squirrel, and a great push by the Baylor offensive line again. It gets him within three yards the line to gain. On second and six, gain of three. Third down and three for the Bears. BYU player player. down in overtime. Caden Hawes is the injured Cougar. BYU 26 and Baylor 20. BYU playing an overtime game for the first time in three years. It was September 14th of 2019 that BYU defeated USC here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium by three, 30 to 27. And as it was, it was a defensive play, an interception in overtime that won it for BYU. Diving Dying interception. Who was it? Dying Gomolaku, or who was it? Yeah. That was Dying, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, Caden Haas is being helped off the field. BYU needs to either keep Baylor out of the end zone or, having failed in that, keep them out on the two-point try to extend the overtime. 26-20, BYU leading it. Third down and three for the Bears. From the 18-yard line, Blake Shapen steps up under center. Quaylen Jones, the lone setback. Tight formations left and right. Stretch handoff. No, it's a play fake on a deep drop. Shapen then throws to the near sideline. Incomplete to Quaylen Jones on the boundary. Baylor has one play to keep overtime alive. It's fourth down and three bears at the BYU 18. The Cougar defense... Makes a stop here. The game is over. Come on, crowd. This is a home opener, baby. This is what we need you for. Packed house. Baylor needs the Baylor needs the 15-yard line. The ball is spotted at the 18. Fourth down and three in the second OT. BYU 26 and Baylor 20. Tight end and twins to the right. Single wide left. Pistol. Handoff. Middle. Squirrel. Did he get there? He's driven back near the line to gain. It'll come down to the mark. They ran middle with Squirrel, the far officials. Oh, they call first down. The referee doesn't even stretch the chains. He'll call for the first down. I feel like you have to review this. 
Well, the other thing that's frustrating is the near linesman versus the far linesman. There was yes. about three-quarters of a yard difference in their spots. On fourth and three, the run for Squirrel, and they call it good. The official moves the sticks. Why is this not being reviewed? The ball was spotted, and the official immediately signaled first down. Shapen's under center. The handoff, Quaylen Jones to the 10. A gain of five on first and 10 from the 15. Mm. 10-yard line of BYU, ball between the hash marks, second and five for the Bears. No turnovers in this game. Should BYU somehow find a takeaway, they win it. Shapen goes pistol with Squirrel Williams. Wides to either side, double tight right. The snap, the turn and give, and the run to the right, no. A gain of two, it'll come down to third and three again. Well, Jeff Grimes, the old O-line coach, is just grinding it away yeah, on the ground. I mean, it's all four down territory, right? BYU having scored a touchdown. He's not nervous about a third and three because he knows he's got two cracks at it. This is the fifth third and three of the night for Baylor. They're one for four on third and three from the eight-yard line of BYU in the second overtime. Cougs up 26-20. Touchdown but missing on a two-point try. Pistol formation again. The tailback is Jones. Shapen awaits the shotgun snap. Again, wides to either side. Again, double tight right. The hand clap, the high snap, the give middle, big hole. And to the line to gain and driven back, but I think they'll move the sticks to first and goal at the five. Yep. So another three-yard gain, and Baylor is five yards away from a touchdown. They would need a two-point conversion to win it. And if they don't succeed in that, having scored a touchdown, we will go to a third OT, and every OT will be one play for two from the three. 26-20, BYU leads it. Five-yard line. Again, Squirrel as the back behind Shapen, who looks to his sideline and awaits the snap. Double clap. Give middle. Not much this time. Maybe a line of scrimmage is all, and that's it. Second and goal from the five. So a pattern emerged in the second half. First run, uh, straight up, the, you know, in the eight gaps. Second run off tackle, or second down, run off tackle. We'll see if, B if Baylor goes run off tackle, and we'll see if BYU's prepared. Baylor approaches the end zone to our right. Second and goal from the five. Ball between the hash marks. Wide receiver left, Jones. Wide receiver right, Presley. Pistol formation. Now they tighten the formation a bit, but still double tight right. Shapen in the gun. Now goes and audibles. Changes the play call. Three Backs up clock. to the gun. Two on the play clock. Snap. Shapen. Handoff. Jones to the four and stack back. It'll be third and goal from the four-yard line. In fact, maybe no gain on the play the way they spot the ball. So third and goal. Five were just inside. Here in the second overtime. Steady diet of the ground game. Yeah. Quaylen I mean, Jones just had his 16th carry. Squirrel Williams has 17. Just inside the five-yard line ball, far hash now. Most teams should be thinking they do some play action or go to the air, but I think Grimes is going to live and die by the run. Do what you do best. Josh Fleeks comes in as a back and vacates to, to empty. 
Shaping in the gun. Empty formation. I thought that was yeah, a false, false start. start. Left 76. tackle. The flags fly, and it's incomplete in the back right corner of the end zone. So false start. The play will not count. False start. Number 76, offense. Five-yard penalty, third down. Now it goes to third and goal from near the 10. So, you know, what's interesting about this is it does change defensively what you have to prepare for. The, the options of what you might see do increase now that they've got a little bit more field to work with. But on the flip side of that, they have five more yards to gain. Well, they brought in a back Josh Fleeks who had not played a snap till that point, And they bring him out and bring back in Quaylen Jones. So the ball just the uh, inside the 10-yard line, third down and goal for Baylor in the second overtime. BYU 26 and Baylor 20, and here we go again. Trips to the right, single wide left. Jones left hip of Shapin. Shapin, shotgun. BYU blitzes from the right. The pass comes underneath, complete, but not <laughs> to the end zone. The tackle made at the six-yard line of Seth Jones. And on the tackle for BYU was Micah Harper. So here we go. They give him only the six-yard line. It's fourth and goal from the six, closer to the seven. Again, one defensive play to win the game in double overtime. And here we go. Ball between the hash marks. Shapin, shotgun. Fleeks off his left hip. Trips to the right. Fourth and goal. And there's That's all kinds start. of movement and all yep. kinds of flags. If it's false start, it'll go to fourth and goal from the 12. That's the fourth false start I'm going to credit to the crowd tonight. False start, number 63, offense. Five-yard penalty, fourth down. It's rocking down there, Greg. Mitch, can you hear us? He probably can't. <laughs> he probably can't hear us, and he probably can't I'm, say I'm much. I'm standing here in front of the rock, and it is... I, I can barely hear you guys through my headset, and these are pretty noise-canceling headphones. They, the, the crowd is rocking. One more play. One defensive play for the win in overtime. From the 12-yard line, fourth and goal, Shapin, shotgun, and timeout, Baylor. Timeout, Baylor. The final timeout of the overtime period. 30-second timeout. It was a year ago. Arizona State on a late Saturday night here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and it was false start after false start after false start on the rock end of the stadium. And here we are tonight, almost a year later, and it's been multiple false starts on Baylor and the end of the same end of the stadium. They thought they were going to take care of it in the first. <laughs> Little did they know kickers couldn't put it through the uprights. They picked because uh, Baylor got to pick which end zone they wanted to go after, picked the north wisely to play, the, play out the first overtime. Little did they know in the second they'd have to be going right into the teeth of the rock. Ball between the hash marks at the 12-yard line of BYU. Baylor's got one play to get in the end zone. Man coverage. BYU's lined up. Looks like they're going to bring some pressure. Jones, left hip of Shapin, shotgun. They might be dropping out of it. Three wide receivers right, single wide left. Settling in the pocket is Shapin. He throws for the back of the end zone. It's incomplete! It's over the back line! And the Cougars win it in double overtime. And here come the fans at a sold-out Lavelle Edwards Stadium. For the first time in 32 years, BYU defeats a top 10 team on the turf of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The final score is BYU 26 and Baylor 20 in double overtime as the fans storm the field after midnight 
on a glorious night in Provo, Utah. And they deserve it. Sometimes, you know, the, the storm in the field is a little bit overused, but this is one, as you said it, Greg, first time 32 years, you beat a top 10 team. You gain, you avenge the loss from last year. Baylor is a tremendous football team. I saw nothing today that leads me to believe that they are not going to compete for the Big 12 Conference Championship. And BYU, which will be joining that conference next year, just showed that they will go toe-to-toe and can even come out victorious against the creme de la creme of the Big 12. Tremendous performances tonight. Uh, you got to be impressed with Jaron Hall, but tonight the game was won by the defense. Their backs were put against the wall time and time again, including the final play, fourth and eight, fourth and goal from the eight. They show pressure. They end up backing out of it, dropping eight, uh, but credit the front three who were able to push the offensive line into the lap of Shapin, who out of desperation tries to throw to the end line, overthrows his target, ball game. I'm watching Baylor OC Jeff Grimes hug and shake hands with so many BYU coaches and players. Last year, it went Grimey's way in Waco, along with Coach Eric Mateos. This year, it goes to BYU. And it goes to BYU in dramatic fashion. Double overtime win, 26-20, to 20, as the stands empty at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's a field rush in the wee hours of a Sunday morning on the Wasatch Front. BYU 26 and Baylor 20 is our final score. The Cougars saw chances at victory go by the wayside on kicks pulled to the side at the end of regulation and in overtime, but in a second OT when PATs were no longer a factor, the kickers were somewhat taken out of things. It had to go for two. BYU misses the two-point conversion after the Lopini Katoa touchdown, but it was enough for the win on this night. BYU 26 and Baylor 20, and it is the veritable sea of humanity on the green grass here in Provo. And the groundskeepers have two weeks to, to prepare it for the Utah State game, or the Wyoming game, I should say. Yeah. Uh, later in the month. BYU will be on the road next week in Eugene, and BYU will likely head into Eugene as a top 15 team. The Cougs were coming in 21st. They beat the ninth-ranked team in the country on a day when so many other ranked teams lost. BYU stands to move up in the polls. BYU wins in overtime for the first time since back-to-back OT wins in back-to-back weeks in 2019 at Tennessee and home to USC. And so Kalani Sitake now goes to 4-0 in overtime. Back in his first year, the BYU beat Mississippi State here in Provo, 28-21 in two overtimes. So Kalani's got the extra time touch, 4-0. That's nails. Clutch. First time in Dave Aranda's coaching history at Baylor that his team converted 50% or more on third downs and did not win. They were 9 of 18. BYU struggled mightily to 3 of 14, but the Cougs get it done. On a night when Baylor runs 80 plays to BYU 73, and Baylor possessed the ball in regulation for almost 10 minutes more than BYU. A lot of things Baylor wants to do to get wins, they did tonight. BYU makes plays at opportune times. Defense stands tall. The final play of the game was a fourth and goal from the 12. And Blake Shapin airmailed it through the end zone, and that was it. BYU wins it by a score of 26-20 to 20 in two overtimes. Fantastic. BYU outs, ends up outgaining Baylor 366 to 283. 
So the Bears ended up with about half of what they produced last year in terms of yardage. So we talked in the pregame, Riley, about, you know, where would we be able to say that BYU made improvements? And I think the improvements we expected to see by the defense in general this season with Peely back and other guys back, we're already seeing it in evidence, but you need to look no further than Baylor's 534 yards last year and their 289 yards this year. And granted, the Bears are looking for new playmakers. They lost a lot of talent last year, six NFL draft picks and a lot on offense. But BYU's defense has made strides. There's no doubt about that. They knocked down the Big 12 and Sugar Bowl champions here in Provo by a score of 26-20 to 20 in two overtimes. And, and there were moments, particularly in the first half, where it was, it was I think, eight straight punts between the two teams, and it was a fistfight. It was, it, was it was a Big 12 slugfest, and BYU held its own, Riley. The defense kept BYU in the game for much of this night. They did. I, I mean, they weathered this stretch right here, Greg. A drive of 17 yards a drive of seven yards, a drive of negative one yards, and a drive of four yards. The defense kept BYU in this game, and BYU obviously was able to get some momentum with the last drive of the first half, completing a two-minute drive that took up a minute, 30, 35 seconds, eight plays, culminating in a Chase Roberts touchdown. And then after that, they come out in the second half, score on the first two drives of the second half, field goal on the first, touchdown on the second, and then... From there, we're able to hold on to get it into overtime. Obviously, the special teams, if you want to call them woes, continue. Weren't able to missed a couple game-winning opportunities to put it through the uprights that uh, that didn't happen. But again, the defense kept them in, kept holding, held Baylor to a field goal attempt in that first end zone. I mean, actually, the more that I'm thinking about it, think about this: the BYU defense kept Baylor out of the end zone. The final, I mean, in every key possession uh, of the. Uh, of the uh, as it came down to crunch time, right? They forced a punt on their last possession that set up uh, BYU's uh, game-winning field goal attempt that they missed it overtime, and then they kept them out of the end zone in the final in overtime one and overtime two. To me, this game was, I mean, it's obviously a team effort and Jaron Hall and all the playmakers on offense, but, boy, the defense won this game for BYU, in my opinion. And, Riley, we are watching the world's biggest mosh pit right now. Boy, I'm not sure Good that thing anybody. All young down there, that gives me anxiety. I don't I'm know not about sure you, that Greg. anybody gets to the locker room at this point. The way the field, it, it, you can't access the tunnel to the BYU locker room. Thousands of fans on the field, and in the midst of them are players and coaches that will ultimately, at some point, get to the BYU locker room. But uh, they'll be taking their time on this remarkable, memorable night here in Provo, Utah. A lot of the fans who've been on the field are now kind of slowly meandering their way off, but uh, those who were uh, thickest in the group with the rock in that mosh pit, and they were bouncing a few minutes ago. That place, place was bouncing on the field. That's still what we're looking at. This is just a massive throng of fans on the field here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It was a year ago, uh, this weekend, it was a year ago when BYU beat Utah. We saw a similar scene, and here we are with BYU taking on the number nine ranked team in the country and defeating Baylor by a final score of 26-20. to 20. The last BYU, BYU win over a top-10 team came on the road. It was at Wisconsin in 2018. The Badgers were ranked number six. BYU had lost its last six games against top-10 teams here in Provo. BYU beat Air Force and Miami back in the day for their first two wins over top-10 teams here at home. Since then, they played six and lost all six. But they win tonight over the number nine team in the country. Dave Aranda sees his team's uh, four-game win streak against ranked teams come to an end as BYU wins it by the final of 26-20. to 20. Let's take a break. We'll come back and 
Commence with some post-game coverage as we continue on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so welcome back to Lavelle Edwards Stadium here in Provo, Utah. Final score, BYU 26 and Baylor 20 in two overtimes. We're going to get to our post-game honorees. We have a steel man of the game and a Waystar star of the game. Riley's going to think about both of those things. So the Metal Mart Steel Man of the Game and the Waystar Star of the Game, both coming up here momentarily. But let's get to our, our, uh, our scoring summary in this game. We got to halftime with BYU leading at 10-6, and it was a heck of a catch by Chase Roberts right before halftime. Two seconds to go in the second quarter that put BYU up 10-6. Baylor took a lead 13-10 with a Quaylen Jones seven-yard touchdown rush early in quarter number three. 10-53 to go in the third, and Baylor led by a score of 13-10. A Jake Oldroyd 39-yard field goal tied the game at 13 with 6.15 to go in the third quarter, so we were tied at 13. Then BYU used a, uh, a gadget play with 1.28 to go in the third quarter to take a lead on Baylor, 20-13. to 13. Here's how it sounded. Trips left, wide receiver screen, a double throw, back to Hall, makes the catch, 15-10, 5, the dive, the touchdown! Chase Roberts with a touchdown catch late in the first half. And Chase Roberts on the double throw gets the ball to Jaron Hall for the touchdown reception in the second half. Cougars take the 19-13 lead with the PAT pending. Lead got to 20-13. Baylor ties the game at 20 after a 6-minute, 21-second drive ending with 10-0-1 to play in the fourth quarter. We were tied at 20, taking us into overtime. Well, let's back it up a little bit. BYU had a chance to take a game-winning or take a game I go-ahead field goal in the closing seconds of regulation. Jake Oldroyd missing a hook left, so we go to overtime. In the overtime, Baylor misses a field goal. BYU misses a field goal. We go to the double overtime, tied at 20 after a really nice play that Riley described really well to Keanu Hill setting BYU up first and goal was a couple plays later when Lopini Katoa got the rock and ended up with his 26th career touchdown. Shotgun, handoff Lopini, Lopini lowers the shoulder and gets in for six! He runs it off tackle left and the Cougars score a touchdown in overtime to take the 26-20 lead and the Cougs must go for two. BYU did not get the two-point conversion. So Baylor took the ball in the second overtime from the 25-yard line. They ran a lot of plays. There was a lot going on that ended up with a fourth and goal from the 12. And this was what happened on fourth and goal from the 12-yard line. Baylor one play to keep the overtime alive. BYU needing one defensive play to end this one. And here's how it sounded. Ball between the hash marks at the 12-yard line of BYU. Baylor's got one play to get in the end zone. Man coverage. BYU's lined up. Looks like they're going to bring some pressure. Jones, left hip of Shapin, shotgun. They might be dropping out of it. Three wide receivers right, single wide left. Settling in the pocket is Shapin. He throws for the back of the end zone. It's incomplete! It's over the back line! And the Cougars win it in double overtime. And here come the fans at a sold-out Lavelle Edwards Stadium. a top 10 team on the turf of Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The final score is BYU 26 and Baylor 20 in double overtime as the fans storm the field after midnight on a 
glorious night in Provo, Utah. 26-20, and that was it for BYU. And there's still a lot of fans on the field here in Provo, but they're happy and contented as they mill about and uh, slowly make their way to the exits here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Let's get to our post-game honorees. We'll start off with our Metal Mart Steel Man of the Game. Brought to you by Palmer's Metal Mart. Palmer's Metal Mart, your local metal supplier for over 26 years. Who do you like as the embodiment of toughness tonight? The steel man of the game. I will suggest one player. We'll see where you go with it, Riley, and what we end up with. Max Tooley, 13 tackles to lead BYU, seven of them of the solo variety. He had a quarterback hurry. He led BYU in both solo stops and total stops. How do you feel about Max? I like Max, and mostly because Max is a representation of the uh, entire effort from the defense. I mean, Max doesn't get freed up for that many tackles if the front four aren't doing their jobs. And then right behind him is Ben Bywater, who had 11 tackles, right? The defense really played great team. But Max, and, not, and look, not only did Max have all that activity, but he had a couple big moment, like big hitting plays that got the that kept the crowd into it when the offense was sputtering. So I... Uh, I definitely hand it out to Max, and if I had, you know, 10 other awards to give, I'd give it to the other dudes on defense because, to me, they were the definition of steely. To the Waystar star of the game, brought to you by Waystar. Simplifying healthcare payments. Learn more at waystar.com. And on a night when BYU's top two wide receivers did not play, no Puka Nakua, no Gunnar Romney, we knew somebody would have to step up, and that stepper-upper was tonight's Waystar star of the game, Chase Roberts. Not only does he grab eight balls for 122 yards and a touchdown, he throws a touchdown pass to Jaron Hall on the double throw, a 22-yard score. What more could the rookie do than what he did tonight without the big two, if you will, Nakua and Romney? Chase Roberts did it all, catching and throwing and helping BYU become a winning team in double overtime. Chase Roberts, the Waystar star of the game. He was the only one also to uh, really threaten this Baylor defense down the field. He uh, he drew a big uh, pass interference call and perhaps his biggest catch of the night. I mean, the touchdown before half obviously was awesome. And even though it ended up missing a field goal, let's not forget that post corner that he had in that final two-minute drive to set up the final field goal attempt. Uh, he was nails, and especially for someone who, you know, supposedly was, it was next man up, right, wasn't slated as a week one starter, to come in and play at, play on this stage, a top ten team in the country, ESPN, and make plays like he did down the stretch and in key moments, well-deserving. BYU outgains Baylor 366 to 289, 283 to 137 through the air. Baylor did outrush BYU 152 to 83. 14 Baylor penalties for 117 yards, Factored in the decision. BYU nine penalties for 74. BYU out first down to Baylor 24 to 22. The Cougs win despite a three of 14 night on third downs while Baylor went nine for 18. BYU made its one fourth down try. Baylor one for two. BYU ran seven fewer plays than Baylor, 80 to 73. Baylor uh, with the edge there. Yards per play, the Bears 3.6 and BYU at five. 
BYU 3 of 5 in the red zone. Baylor 3 of 5 in the red zone. No turnovers for either team on this night. Jaron Hall 23 of 39, 261 touchdown, no picks. Passer rating 123.7. Chase 1 for 1 for a touchdown of 22 yards. BYU 24 of 40 as a team. Leading ground gainer, Chris Brooks 13 for 31. Ground yards were hard to find tonight. Leading receiver, as we mentioned, Chase Roberts, 8 for 122 and a score. He was targeted 15 times, which is nine more than the next most targeted player on this night. Blake Shapin goes 18 for 28 for a buck 37 and a score. No picks. Passer rating 117.2. Leading Baylor in rushing yards. Williams with 68 on 17 carries. Leading receiver. Sims with four catches for 30 and a score in yards. Presley for three and 31. Final score, BYU 26 and Baylor 20 in double overtime. And Kalani stays unbeaten in the extra sessions. Mississippi State 28-21 in 2016. Tennessee and USC in 2019. And here in 2022, number nine Baylor goes down by a final score of 26-20. Kalani's unbeaten in the extra sessions. Cougar postgame live. We'll start after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.